The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. Good Lord, that was loud. That's because you were turned, it was not, you were turned up. There you go. Holy moly, Thanks that was for joining loud. us today, as you can each Tuesday from 6 to 7 o'clock here on 1700. Des Moines' only local sports talk station. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible, that's a terrible, I feel, we feel bad about, uh, we do about uh, things that have happened. Feel really bad about bre- it. Brethren uh, today in uh, the local sports area. But in, in any case, uh, welcome to the program. Of course, if you uh, miss any portion of the program, you can pick it up tomorrow on the HawkeyeHuddle.com. The HawkeyeHuddle.com will have our podcast up. It was funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is. Um, when I die, I want you all to laugh and go, well, that was funny. Well, that, well <laughs> I only got that one right. Yeah, at least you finished something. <laughs> <laughs> So, many things pressing in the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Aside from a basketball game tonight, the Hawks on the road at uh, Northwestern, which uh, w- is not a gimme after you saw what happened in Nebraska last week. And then, of course, we've got the announcements, all of the various announcements, including let's just start with the first football announcement because Tristan Wirfs, literally the uh, All-American tackle, literally just announced that he will be going pro heading into the NFL but within I have the a last question. five minutes. Why does everyone say literally when you're just announcing a fact? Tristan Wirfs just announced that he's going pro. It, here's the reason for that. Why? It, because it's illiteral? Illiteral? No, because... I don't think that's a word. Sometimes people exaggerate, so I might say just within the last few minutes, but I mean within the last hour or so. When I say literally within the last five minutes, I mean within the last five minutes. So, so we're breaking news. Yes, it's a quali- we are breaking news. We do not have a soundboard with us here at the Hawkeye Huddle. We are our own sound system. We, we and are. we're pretty happy that we're on the air most of the time. By the way, we are live at the Foundry down in Valley Junction, one of our great sponsors. Come on down. There is some food, free beer, and a game watch to be had as soon as the huddle's over. Uh, either next door here in the hall or, 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 or perhaps G-Mix. a G-Mix, one of those options. Yeah, there is, uh, there's, there's a meat and cheese tray up here that's been provided that's by That's called food. food. We don't need to. And and there is free beer. There's literally, my friend, uh, one of my friends did the little, remember the, uh, the wasn't a Bugs Bunny, it was the Looney Tunes with the frog, the, the dancing frog, and he held up the free beer sign and that, and anyway. There's actual free beer. I don't know how long that'll last, but get here and have one. Do you know that everyone who's on the Hawkeye Huddle payroll is currently here? Hollywood's next to us, <laughs> you and true. me, and, and Andrew. And, and Andrew, <laughs> technically, you know, in, in some way. Yeah, exactly. The whole family's here. Anyway, Tristan Wirfs is going pro. A.J. Epinesa, a little bit earlier today, and made his announcement. And, of course, uh, or was that yesterday? Today. Today. And uh, Torn Young. Well, that's the surprising one. Torn Young deciding to go pro. Uh, could, could easily have seen him in the transfer portal. Going pro is an interesting decision. For a kid who was a third string running back, now it should be it should year. be now, noted that Torn Young mentioned something uh, both uh, professionally, like along the lines of athletics, as well as something else. He's due to graduate in May, so maybe he's going so, pro in something else. You know, ninety eight percent of the people in the NCAA go pro in something else. Andrew Ridge certainly will. Exactly. Not going to graduate with a football uh, uh, invite. To Intramural badminton is not a no, pro no, no, sport no. yet. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Bowling. Intramural bowling, yes. 
If you, if you crack the 200 average? No, 179. All right. Well, keep keep working keep, on keep it. Keep working at it. He's not going to make Keep he your hand will not, <laughs> Chris Schenkel would not be calling him on the Pro Bowlers tour at this point in time. So Geno Stone, the other one, of course, who announced last week, that puts uh, the Hawks with four early entries again this year. Um, and, and, and again, I think what when you take a look at uh, the way that they're look, being looked at next year, um, people are already turning around going, well, you're, you're losing some of your best players. But guess what? There's a lot of good talent coming back for the Iowa Hawkeyes next year. This team finished 15th this year in the AP poll and the coaches poll. Uh, this is the eighth time that Kirk Ferentz has had a team uh, finish in the top 25. Um, and certainly it's an accomplishment when you look at the teams above them. There are not a lot of there's, – there's a couple questions, but this team could have been a top 10 in another year. Yeah, no question. I mean, you win 10 games, you would, you would expect to be pretty close to the top 10, but uh... – NCAA football was almost top heavy this year. Obviously, we I had was. we had a game last night between the without question the two best teams in LSU and Clemson. Obviously, Ohio State was right in there uh, with the game that they had with Clemson. Uh, OU, Georgia, Baylor, whoever you want to consider for that number four spot in the playoff. Um, you know, all those teams very very good. Penn State obviously quitted its acquitted themselves nicely in the Cotton Bowl by uh, taking down the Power Five in Memphis. You know, I'm frankly, I'm the most happy I am is that we finish above Michigan. Only question I have. And Nebraska, uh, by the way. And did Nebraska nowhere to be found. Did, Amazing, did Nebraska know? get any votes? No, they didn't. Not a one. It's crazy. Not, not absolutely, even receiving absolutely votes. Absolutely crazy. Um, the one that was a little questionable to me was Minnesota. I get it. They had a really good year. They, but, but. They they got shelled by Wisconsin. Oh, that Absolutely just destroyed. shut up. They they and then went, they finished ahead of Wisconsin. They went in and beat Auburn down there in the Outback Bowl. And everyone knows an Outback Bowl is a springboard towards the top ten. Yeah, okay. Every single year. <laughs> okay. It, look at I, last year. We bounced right into number twenty five yeah, by yeah. beating Mississippi State. Yeah. Well, I, I that's the one that's questionable to me. But other than that, and not, not that they should have been close to that, I'm just saying. I had to probably flip flop Wisconsin with with uh, Minnesota on that. Was ba- Baylor was all, Baylor was also in there somewhere that was a little bit iffy to me. But you know, I, I know they they had. Hey, a Baylor's career. coach was so good, he's going to go to the Panthers. He's leaving. That's right. A lot of coaching changes. Hey, if you think about it, essentially what Matt Rule did by going to the Panthers is what Kirk Ferentz could have done after the 2001 season, gone to the Jaguars. Yeah, and what yeah. would have. What would have Iowa football been or become it, after that? Eastside Cooler. Oh, I love Bruce. <laughs> free, so, f- free food provided by G-Migs tonight uh, down here at the Foundry. Get down. Place is open. It's not usually open on Tuesdays. No, if, you're driving, if you're driving on 235 and you're at 63rd Street, get off. Come on down to the junction. Join us. It's very. It's quiet in here. You can it's sit down. Beautiful, beautiful bar. Beautiful bar. I know. It's beautiful. And Leather chairs. If, if you don't want free beer, I'm certain they'll make you a cocktail. So uh, we were posing this question. Uh, we posed this question while we were chatting before, uh, as we were talking with Scott Bush here um, uh, before the show, because uh, this is his place uh, among uh, other owners. So. We watched the game last night. You watched the game. We watched separately last night. But you watched the game. I watched the game. A lot of us watched the game last night. And uh, millions, right? More than listen to the huddle. And I talked to a couple of other people today, and they went, they're like, you know, it, there's now there's really only two 
to eight teams that are going to get the talent every year to, to compete at that level. Because you, you watch it, and you said it just now. The athletes on those two teams oh my goodness. compared to Iowa, and Iowa is a top 15 to top 10 team. And they don't have; they couldn't compete. So, right? so listen so, to this though. Just to your point, exactly to your point. So I looked at the mock draft because AJ yeah. announced, and I'm like, okay, where do they have in the mock draft? Yes. it's like I don't know, twelve, and and Werfs is like eight to Carolina, twelve to Tampa. I think was where AJ was. So, but I was reading the draft. Ten players who played on TV last night are in the top thirty-two. That's a third. Right. It's my so my theory on this, and it's just a theory. But my theory on this is that the, the stacking like that has gotten much worse due to the college football playoff. College football playoff now is the end all be all. If you get into that, that's what everybody wants, and everything else, no matter what else you accomplish in college football, it isn't good enough. That's where you've got to go. So kids now are that's what they've got to strive for. That's the only thing that they're striving for. Winning a conference championship somewhere else and winning a bowl game, eh, it's going on the road and having a good time. But it, it's why all these players don't play in their bowl games. Because guess what? doesn't matter. Because the college football playoff is the, now the only thing that matters. And what it's done is it concentrated players in eight, seven to eight teams. If they were to spread it out, and I've been a proponent of the eight-team playoff, but now I'm going to, going to the 16. And I'm going to the 16 because I think it's going to allow them to spread the players out, and the talent would spread out enough. And then what that takes me to is that this year, Iowa would have been in the playoff as the 16th seed going up against LSU. And my question to you, would you rather... Let's play that would-you-rather game. Would you rather... Would you rather have kicked the absolute living snot out of... See, I, I stayed away from it, but I wanted to say it. This living snot out of USC, like we did, or would you have rather gotten your ass just handed to you by Joe Burrow and LSU in a, in a game where you possibly could have upset them and gone to If the, you're only going to pose those two options, then I choose option A, beating USC. But as your son... Andrew and I, who's sitting right here, both declared with our hands in the air, what if a March Madness moment... Oh, stop. (laughs) I know there's only 7 to 12 of us in this place right now, but you you are clearly the whitest. Yeah, okay. And don't do that again. And so anyway, if there was a March Madness moment where a 16 would beat a 1 in that sort of tournament and Iowa happened to have been the 16 to beat Joe Burrow because we were going to basically let him throw four-yard passes and tackle him every single time. And eventually they're not going to complete one, and we're going to keep him out of the end zone. Now, Iowa was not going to be dumb enough to try and go press coverage on all three of those receivers. Probably not. A, no. what, a we don't even have enough defensive backs, I think. To There's actually, a different scheme. They, they, yes, they were playing yes. a 3-1-7 last night. Yeah. Who named the seven Defensive backs that Iowa would have had to have in that game if you were going to try and well, play that you way. Can find them, they have them. It's just, so they would have but, went four. Let's say they went four one six, or in the what do they call it? The, the cash you put cash. belt. You put belt. So you got in belt. There. So you got five. Gino, Kerner, O. Michael Jamudia and Hankins. Hankins. Then you got DJ Johnson who started. You know, so you got to have him. You got him. Brents Moss. But, you know, Brents would have had to not red take his red shirt off. You get Brents Moss, that gets you eight. So you, Riley Moss would have had to play. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, okay, yeah. whatever. You need, but you'd have been pressed down to that. Yes. You, need, you need bodies. You'd have been down to that. 
you got your middle linebacker, you got Christian Welch in the middle, and you got our front four <laughs> against against I those know. guys. And frankly, I think I would have done a better job controlling Burrow running. Pro- yes, because yes. I was not going to blitz in no, the fashion not, not. in that fashion that Clemson did. Yeah. Um, but the every three yard pass, you're just like tackle him, tackle him. I mean, that's how I see that entire game going. The bigger issue might have been our offense. Could they move the football at all? Now, Clemson, I thought, in the first quarter came out, was really, really aggressive, and for whatever reason, kind of got away from it. Mm -hmm. They threw the ball to 88 twice. Tight end who no one had ever even heard of. In fact, I think it's the first game he played the entire season due to a PED issue. Apparently, he was on Andrew's dorm floor down the street. (laughs) And uh, anyway guy was suspended and comes back and all of a sudden they find him and he looks pretty freaking good out there well i was gonna i was got tight ends that they can do that with the imagination that brian showed in the bowl game and that kind of offense i don't know i think you'd like to have a shot i mean in and i will disagree with this i don't think it's eight teams michigan state was in that in 2015 when they beat us in the big 10 uh, final went to played Alabama in the Cotton Bowl and got beat what thirty one nothing. Yeah, but they have not since then. The recruits have continued to pour in. No, I the, understand that. So, so you've got eight, so Michigan State died after that. You've got you've got Alabama, LSU, Georgia, right? Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Notre Dame doesn't matter. Notre Dame, Clemson, obviously, Clemson, Ohio State, yeah. And, yeah, Michigan. Uh, no, Mich- well, clearly Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. But, you know, uh, no, Michigan. no. I just named you the eight teams. That's it. There, there is Wa- nobody else. Washington has played. Washington has played in in, but they, in in it twice. They have. Um, they've been there, but the te- but the recruits are not flocking there. They're flocking to those eight teams where they know they are a fifty. They're literally just a fifty fifty shot of going to the CFP every year. Because if they have a if they have if they are within an eyelash, of being Auburn's good, in that. If they're within an eyelash, yes, they're probably they're in there. If they're within an eyelash of being a good football team, the voters are going to give it to them over those others. That's what I'm saying. All, All right. right, we got basketball coming up. We'll talk of that when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700, the champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here at the Foundry. We are back at the Foundry, and we are live. Looking live. West Des Moines, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700, the champ. And I'm swallowing my meat and cheese. That's all right. Oh, that that sounded so bad. (laughs) Hey, we want to thank our our, uh, sponsors, uh, G-Migs, Bruce down here, providing some food, Scott Bush in the Foundry, and, of course, Kozlowski Law for all your family law needs. Before we go any further, let's uh, bring on Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report, who's hopefully in Evanston. Have you made it, Tom? I am in Evanston. I was trying to find a quiet place to talk to you guys. It's uh, The arena's rocking a little bit. Well, that's good. Uh, Scott Bush, who uh, owns the foundry down here, was showing us a video of a, like a peewee game that was going on before the, before the Hawkeyes in Northwestern went at tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a. Uh, uh, I they had just 
gotten done or were just getting done before I got here. But that's one of the things they've done, uh, like after games when I've been up here too. They've had uh, you know, youth games that go on, uh, you know, bringing the kids into the, getting them in the arena here. So it's kind of fun. And it's a remarkable um, remodeling of the arena, isn't it? Is it and now the jungle or something? I don't know if that's what they – but all I know is they gutted it and they made it it's, – it's beautiful now. I mean, it's t- tiny, but it's beautiful now. I mean, yeah, nice it, place for them. It went from being like a glorified high school gym to, uh, to it looks like a legit uh, arena now. It's really nice. Well, let's hope that uh, this evening that Northwestern doesn't look legit because we don't we don't need any more of some guy you've never heard of throwing the ball in from the the Nebraska logo to <laughs> at the end of the game. Uh, Iowa now, Tom. The big news uh, come over the wire here in the last the wire over the interwebs here in the last couple of uh, minutes is C.J. Frederick apparently going to play tonight. Yep. Um tweeted out a picture. I don't know if you guys saw that, but him getting stretched out by Coach Maxwell, and he's in uniform. Um, I think his minutes are going to be limited. I think they'll depend on how his foot feels, um, and he's probably going to be sore tomorrow, but uh, he is going to um, you know, be able to play tonight, and we'll see uh, see how this goes. It's, uh, um, it's a tough injury to play through, I'll just say that. So does he have a stress fracture or the plantar fasciitis? It is it is called a stress reaction, uh, actually. So it's it's kind of uh, what does um, that mean? You know, it's, it's a flare up, like a fracture, but not a fracture. So um, it's it's pretty painful. I was actually Mike Gazelle actually had it back in 2013. So I was talking to him about it today and. He said it's one of the most painful things he's had to play through. He, he sat out four games and then uh, came back out and played, and he said it was, it, it'll feel good, but then if you just move wrong on your foot, it's like uh, all that real sharp pain is back, and, and you're just, you don't, you can't play through it. So you got to shut down again. So it's just how it's going to be the rest of the year, I think. So if we got eight minutes out of them, four in each half, that'd be good? Yeah, I, I you know they they uh, Mike told me they put him on a minutes restriction uh, when he came back, uh, just trying not to to wear it out too much. But it's it's more just about the motion and and you know how you twist and turn on a foot, and that's going to be what uh, what ends up uh, you know causing issues. Um, it can't help but think that last week the the loss at Nebraska. Uh, C.J. Frederick would have been very valuable in that four for thirty-three three-point shooting. Um, uh, boy, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, that literally is essentially how you know where you, where you lost the game. Now they came back, great win on Friday night uh, to come back and beat a, a really good Maryland team in, in a completely different fashion. I mean, I, they found ways to get some uh, some buckets from the outside. Obviously, Wieskamp was knocking them down from out there, but I, I thought uh, I thought Friday night Joe Toussaint was was really really good, particularly on the defensive end of the floor. And you know, Tom, I think where where we're coming back to, I, I know um, it didn't look great last week against Nebraska, but there is a mental toughness to this team right now. That that the fact that they could come back after that disappointing loss play one of the better teams in the Big Ten and just absolutely pound them in the submission like that is very encouraging. Yeah, this team does have that, you know, it's it's not like any team, team I've seen really where they've just, when 
somebody makes a run at them, they're going to slug right back at them. And, you know, we've seen a lot of teams that fran over the years that the other team makes that run and Iowa just can't respond in the right way. Um, but this team just, it seems to have that toughness to them that where they're going to punch back and, you know, Luca will make a play or Joe Wieskamp or CJ is going to make a shot or, you know, the Cincinnati game, it was Bakara Evelyn making jump shots at the United center. So they've found guys to get things done. And, uh, um, and I don't think that's going to go away here this year. I think they're still going to keep, uh, keep coming at people. Well, it certainly seems like that they are. And, and obviously that gives them a really good chance to uh, continue to have this semi-surprising year uh, with what, what they have and, and the way that they've been playing. Obviously, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of Big Ten to go. And, you know, the stat I heard today is that Big Ten road teams are currently 6-32. and 32. Um so far this season and going on the road the Big Ten and it apparently doesn't make any difference as to where you're going or who you're playing um, Michigan State goes into Purdue the other day and gets beat by 30 after Purdue could barely score against Illinois it, the week before they, right they scored yeah. 37 at Illinois yeah. I mean, yep. it's just insane so this is in Tom I, I think I, I read or heard you say this the other day that this this conference is going to have half a dozen teams that are like between twelve and eight and eight and twelve, if not more than that. Yeah, it's just the road is the road is just treacherous this year in the Big Ten, and you know even this Northwestern team has been a little frisky here in Big Ten play. They um, you know gave Michigan State a real good game, only lost by five recently uh, up here. I, I guess that was in December, but. Uh, where they weren't uh, when Northwestern really wasn't playing all that great, and they gave Michigan State all they could handle. So uh, I expect Iowa to get a, a real test against uh, a Northwestern team that's got a lot of links to them. They've uh, they got a ton of size, uh, you know, six ten, six ten, six nine, six seven. They're four of their starters, and their point guard is like six three. So they've got a lot of links to them. It's one of those places I always tried to be with, with long and lean, uh, and Northwestern's actually there. Well, Tom, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you go. We know you've got to get on and uh, start to uh, get ready to cover this game. Starts at 7 o'clock tonight on the Big Ten Network. Appreciate yep. you checking in from, yep. from, uh, from uh, okay. Evanston. Thank you. Tom Cakert. Yep. Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com. And uh, he is in Evanston, Illinois, for the game that it comes up at seven o'clock. Also this week, Iowa Friday night against Michigan, eight p.m. at home on, again. Uh, yeah, at home on Fox Sports One, eight p.m. this time. I'll be getting home from Florida right about that time. That should be work out just fine. Yeah, good. All right. Good. May just have to go down to the G Migs and watch, and watch that it. game. Uh, Hawks uh, number 26 in the AP poll, by the way. The, so losing to Nebraska apparently hurts you, but beating Maryland helps out quite a bit, which is which is good. Uh, 19 in the Sagarin and 31 in the net. Those are good numbers for what them right they now. What are they in Ken Palm, Brucey? 12? I mean, about pretty high. 15? 15, 15, 15 or so in, in Ken Palm. In Ken Palm. Yeah. Helps out when teams like Syracuse that you pounded on the road go and they beat Virginia on the road. Helps out when Iowa State can not lose to Florida A&M and goes ahead and beats Oklahoma pretty easily. Helps out when some of those teams, of course, San Diego State still hasn't lost. Some of these teams Iowa has played. Texas Tech's ranked, you know. So uh, in, uh, you know, the day after the college football playoff ends, 
bracketology comes out, right? It's so, time, Len- right? so Lenardi puts Iowa versus Texas Tech, who've already played in like an 8-9 game, and, and where they should be is swap them with Rutgers in Lenardi's deal so they can play St. Mary's in Omaha. Yeah. And put Rutgers against Texas Tech because it, I don't believe, and I think, I I'm, don't quote me on this, but I think the committee tries to avoid matchups that have already happened in the season in, a, in the first round. It's on the it's on the board, right? But it's in chalk. They can erase it quickly. Well, as, you know. but, but if but you got, a, if you got yes. two, two yes. teams at eight or nine or seven or ten or whatever, those are pretty interchangeable. And... And you're not going to try and put a matchup that has already happened. So you're not going to see Iowa play San Diego State, for example, or Texas Tech. In a, now they could put them against Creighton, who was in the same tournament, uh, but not do it. But Omaha would be a tremendously nice uh, place for the Hawks to go in the NCAA basketball tournament. And who would have thought? After the DePaul game, that we would be talking, uh, be talking about, about bracketology. We still got things. a long ways to go because you know of the, in, the, the they're short, the injury situation. However, uh, were you going to say we have a short time to get there? We have, no, long way to go, short time to get there, but we have short bench too. But well, uh, hopefully, CJ Frederick can be part of this and and will help out a lot. Um, but so there's a lot, but yeah, who would have thought? No, I, really, seriously, I didn't. But to, I mean, but to your point though, you know, last week if Frederick could have played eight minutes, they went and, and knocked down three threes. They win. They win. Yeah. If there's seven for thirty three, they win. I mean, that's how that's how bad Nebraska is. Nebraska's really bad. And but their kid threw in he literally did standing on the logo. Iowa tied it at fifty nine finally after being behind the whole game. They came down court, blindfolded shot from the from the logo and it went in. And he also hit another one a minute later and that was that was the game, right? It, and it was. He shot that, that from and Barry, Connor, and Connor McCaffrey Going one on the entire Nebraska team, I still uh, there's a lot of good things that kid's doing, but that was not that's not your shot, Connor. Well, you know, eventually, sometimes you. Here's the thing: on Friday night, Joe Wieskamp inserted himself as the alpha dog on that basketball court, and and somebody needs to go and tell Joe that's who you need that's to your that's role. Yes. who you need to that's be. That's who you are every night. You go out there. I don't care if you shoot it twenty-five times. I want you. If I want you to shoot it, if you're open, and if you're not open, in the automatic pass or whatever that you're looking for isn't there, take that freaking ball to the hole and finish, because the dude can shoot eighty percent from the free throw line. And then if he goes and dishes, and the guy falls off, Luca, it's obvious. I always got two really, really solid players that can score rebound and do things yeah, yeah. and right now the other four guys yeah. that are playing are all auxiliary to that well the other stat the other night that was difficult to understand was some of it was the fact they were shooting all those outside shots and missing them but three free throws for iowa versus 28 for for nebraska if you oh, chuck okay. up 33 threes you're not going to get the line <sighs> Ten times, maybe you're 11. not going to get to the line no, if you but, chuck up 33 threes. three three was a but bit the, pathetic. but the bigger problem is like I don't remember the Three was a bit number. pathetic. I think they shot 75 shots that night, and it was bad. So whatever. But then they come back on Friday night, and they look like world beaters. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, even when they got behind a little bit early on, they were playing pretty well. They 
a little out of control, five but it, turnovers, yeah, but then they then they settled that down. A and nine, they, you know, nineteen to two run. Yeah. I mean, those are yeah. good things. And the big play the other uh, in that Cordell game, the second half of that game, uh, Maryland closes it to within eleven, I believe, and they got a breakaway layup. And Joe Toussaint comes from eighteen feet behind this dude. I didn't know who it was. I, he came from way behind him and blocked his shot over the top. He kind of came from it, swatted it away. Iowa goes the other way, gets gets a three out of that. Suddenly, you, instead of uh, only up nine, you're up 14, and it never went below that. Never went below that. Iowa pumped it up after that. It's a big play in the game. It's about 11 minutes to go. Big play in the game. So they're getting contributions in ways that I think the one thing, it's sometimes it's a, mit- a mental toughness, and sometimes it's the fact that you get contributions in ways that are other than what we've seen in the past. A lot of times in the past when Iowa's had good basketball teams, it's been because they they had these rock solid shooting nights, and they've had uh, four or five guys who could light it up from the outside. But they didn't have the inside game, or they had the inside game, and but they couldn't play any defense. Or they're getting a lot of different things, and that's the thing where when when they put it all together, they're a pretty solid basketball. You know, team. To, to Tom's point, in 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 the games that we've been able to watch, that have been uh, real games, not just uh, you know the Kennesaw State and all those right, other things. right. But the real games that have been playing. Other than the DePaul game, throw that one out. You you take all those games every time, as Tom said, they get punched in the mouth, they punch them back. But they've they've won playing good defense. They've won shooting very well. They've won at Iowa State kind of just scrappily beating them. Um, they've been really tough on the road, which is actually what makes me feel decent about tonight. Other than the Nebraska game, I feel like the Kings... Yeah, the Syracuse game is a great example. Where that wasn't close, right? That's a decent basketball the team. The Texas Tech game in Vegas is a pretty good example of... I mean, Texas Tech's good. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And, you know, at the end, and, end of the year, they're going to be a top five seed. And they were out of Gaskin in San Diego State. Remember, they had a 16-point lead in that game. Still had it tied with like four minutes to go, um, <clears throat> and that's an undefeated basketball team. But Iowa ran out of gas and just couldn't score down the stretch. You know, but they'd played the night before it's Thanksgiving, you know. yeah, two games right. in two days, and that sort of, of thing. Yeah, a lot of running around. You know, you got to keep this in mind. The only pl- the other times you play back to back games on days like that is a conference tournament. That's it. Yeah, even in NCAA tournament, they give they you a day a break. Day off. You get a day off. Absolutely. Uh, real quick. Uh, how much time we got before the break? Uh, I don't know. It's six thirty-six. So I was going to dive into wrestling real quick. 80, 82 to zero. Yes, they beat Indiana forty-one to nothing and Purdue forty-one to nothing. They took the state of Indiana behind the woodshed this last weekend. Spencer Lee beat the number five wrestler in the country seventeen to nothing in two minutes and fifty-five seconds. Alex Marinelli has a new pin move where he hooks his leg around the other dude's head in in. Basically puts his crotch in his face and he pins him. He pins him. Down and he goes. This is a this is a move I have not seen a lot in wrestling, but it is he has pinned like five of the last six guys that he's faced. But the big news there was at one eighty four when they yep. took yep. the the red shirt off of Abasad. Abasad, thank you. Currently ranked ninth, he's wrestled twice. He's he's had two <laughs> two meets, won two matches. He finished third at the Midlands. Second. Second runner up, up. second in the Midlands. So I was talking to my wrestling insiders with, which I actually have quite a few in my office, and they know a ton about wrestling. And there, and I said, okay, the guy comes in and he's number nine, and he goes, that's about where he's going to be. I said, is that better than Wilkie? And he goes, eh. So Tom Brand's going to have a 
choice to make as this season progresses. Does he think Assad can be the guy who's going to go to Nationals and get you somewhere beyond six? Because that appears to be what Wilkie's been able to do for you the last two years. I think he was All-American last year and was on the brink of it the year before. And and uh, Young Brands, I think, is out at that. He just He's not big enough. Right. Choices for the number one team in the country. By the way, they've got Nebraska on Saturday on BTN, 8 p.m. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700 champ at the Foundry here in West Des Moines. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here at the Foundry. Brett Rich, Dave Creighton Jr. here on the Hawkeye Huddle. West Des Moines, come on down, stop out, see us here for another 20 minutes or so. We do have free beer. In addition to... They have all kinds of good spirits on tap here. Free beers, spirits. And great atmosphere. Actually, I feel like in this atmosphere, we have a round table here. We need a microphone and have more people a part of the huddle, you know. But <clears throat> either way, I uh, do want to mention, so they're just about ready in March here. They're going to release their three whiskeys. He calls them the Trilogy. Perfect. There's a bourbon, there's a single malt, and there's a five grain. He says they're all fabulous. Now, I suppose you have your various tastes, and you can go either way, but... That's pretty good. Three a bourbon, of those. a single malt scotch? Yep. What's a five grain? I don't know. All right. Well, we'll have to ask Scott. Huh? I like two of them. Yeah, that's right. Hollywood likes sure. two or three. So we're good with that. Also, I'm pretty sure we're willing to learn on the five grain. Let's have a tasting. They will have their Butcher Block Vodka available at uh, Fairway stores here coming up within the next month or so. Nice. So you can get, you can get some Foundry products there. But you can stop down here uh, most days of the week and stop into this lovely facility, sit down in these uh, leather chairs. On if you these don't couches. know where it is, it's right next to the hall at the ginormous old uh, beer uh, hall. Yeah, the, I think this was actually. It was a foundry, wasn't it? I, I believe it was the foundry yeah. uh, building here in the junction about 11th and Railroad. Or is it Railroad? That's, exactly, that's what it, railroad. exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah I was thinking well, yeah. it's EP True until you get across the street. Now and it's then Railroad. It's, then it's Railroad. Uh, real quick, want to mention, well, as quickly as we should, the women's basketball team is kicking some rears. So they, they deserve a little bit of air time. I know they you don't do. want to get, you no, get actually, a minute, right? we got to give them a minute. Right? I, I'm all for the Lisa Bluter minute uh, this week. Uh, what a job f- that she is doing over there. I know that Chad Liscow wrote a really nice article about is this her best coaching job. And the things that she's done, considering you lose a national player of the year in Megan Gustafson, and they reworked the offense. But you and you lost you lost your two best guards too. You yeah. lost three three all Big Ten players. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, yes. You rework your offense. You find a new post, and uh, you beat uh, what was Indiana twelve. So Maryland was uh, twenty. They beat them sixty six to sixty one, and then in double overtime, they took care of number twelve Indiana, ninety one to eighty five. Th- After they were in. down by like fifteen or sixteen points in that if game. If you're too. number twelve in the country in men's women's wrestling, don't go into Carver. Do Hawkeye. not enter Carver. Well, I love it. Kathleen Doyle uh, is the uh, Big Ten Player of the Week for second week in a row, but also the Naismith National Player of the Week. Awesome for averaging twenty six points and uh, six rebounds, six assists. Those uh, girls that's her are averages. They're gritty. And, well, she made a bucket right at the end of the game. Screams out, "This is our house!" You know, she's walking. Around I do it. like I her. It. She's uh, yeah. she talks some smack. She did that in the Iowa State game too, when they uh, took the lead uh, against Iowa State over there in Hilton. And this was in Iowa State. They, they've got some. Uh, so Iowa State's pretty good. 
Iowa has some good wins. Uh, they too um, are, are only bad the losses. You and I. Yeah, yeah. The, the loss to Nebraska. Nebraska is not bad. So in in women's basketball, right? right? So uh, it sounds like they played bad. the Nebraska. Yeah. But Iowa team. currently in first place in the Big Ten at four and one, thirteen and three overall. Uh, 22 in the AP poll. I did not catch. They still had the RPI. I could not find that today. I, I should have found that today. However, I do know no that I believe they're in the top 20 of the RPI. So they're on their way, even though this looked to be a rebuilding year. But what you said is it? Is they that, went from a post is that, game. Is that the Karen Palm? The Karen Palm? No, there is actually. the Ken, <laughs> Ken Palm just does Ken Palm. But uh, but they went from a post game, obviously, uh but they had that with Megan Gustafson only. Before this, they had the same system they're running now. A couple of years ago, they were running this system, which is essentially four guards standing out around the perimeter, and there's one one post player, and everybody else is a three-point shooter, and that's what they've gone back to. And um, uh, the, the Costanza girl down low has done very well. Georgia Costanza? I don't Cassie, I got. I got to. I want to make sure I got her name right. I didn't get it right. Let's but, just go with Costanza. 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 No, but. Um, has done very well. It's certainly not going to be a Megan Gustafson, but they figured out how to use these guards and these young players. And, oh, by the way, they've got some great recruits coming in. That's a program that will continue. How is it? It was like eight straight years the NCAA, then they had a break, and now they're back. Or, or is it nine in a row now? I'll have to go back and look. I don't know. Either way. So uh, they have Minnesota Thursday, and they have Wisconsin Sunday, both on the road. 8 p.m. and 3 p.m. respectively. So a couple of road games, not great teams, but teams with winning records. So got to go play. But uh, the last currently time they sitting were, in first place. In the last time they were on the road, they went Northwestern and pounded them. Maybe the men can learn from that. Northwestern, pretty good team, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe the men can learn from that. Maybe a few more people around. Hawks tonight, are favored you know. by five and a half tonight. I heard our friend uh, TC uh, says, "Take that, take that, that that bet. You take that bet." Well, wait, we gotta wait for our foundry last call, don't we? No, we can do it. I mean, it doesn't make any difference how long it lasts. Uh, it could last a long time. Well, we got we'd have no, to. No, we got last. plenty of time. Yeah, we got a lot, lot of time left. Um, however, as you take a look at it, Tom was talking about how this is a long, lean Northwestern team, uh, but they haven't been very good. It, they've got to. They, they've got to make shots. You know what bothers me sometimes is that you think everybody's horrible. I don't think they are. I think teams are young. I didn't say horrible. I said they haven't been very good. The difference there you is. You said Nebraska was horrible last Nebraska week. Nebraska is horrible, and they beat us. They lost it to Cal State, uh, somebody, and Southern Utah on their home court. It's Cal State, whatever it was, was it Northridge? Riverside beat Riverside. them by tw- Riverside beat them by twenty on their home court. Southern Utah beat them on their home court, and Iowa lost to them. On let's their home court. let's not They're forget bad. about fast times at Riverside. Exactly, They're, Nebraska is bad, and Iowa should not have lost that basketball game. However, Iowa was tight. Iowa played tight. Iowa shot tight. I Iowa was I, tired. I think Iowa was really tired. tired. And you know, so they go back on Friday, have a home game, go to Northwestern. But then after that, I think the next three in a row might be at home. Or it's like four of the next five or something like that. And the Hawks can clearly use a little home cooking when it comes to their basketball team so that they can recharge, they can rest. I mean, they showed their travel, I think it was during the Nebraska game, and how they had gone literally across the country. Like It felt like three different times. From Syracuse to Vegas to Penn State, back to Iowa City, Ames, and here and there. And it's like, good Lord, they really have 
you know, put some some mileage in. So, at the end of the day, Iowa's been very good at home outside the DePaul game again. Why am I keep bringing that game up? It's because it's it's like a sore thumb. It's it's like doesn't it doesn't fit, or it's one of those things. Which one of these things doesn't belong here? Right. right. Well, it just didn't. Right. It's the bush that sits in your yard going, why don't I take that out? Right. Anyway, so nevertheless, so outside of that, their home cooking has been really, really good. They've played well. Bruce just showed me a great stat that if the Hawks hold somebody under 50% shooting from two-point range, under 50% shooting in two-point range, they win the game. In games that they've allowed teams to shoot better than 50%, and I think... 52, 55, up, upwards of 70 in the DePaul game uh, for two per, they've lost. So Nebraska shot 56%. They beat them. So the key, remember the look letter days? If they scored more than 40, they'd win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, think well, it, I think that number was actually like 64. But regardless, but now if the Hawks can hold the other team under 50% two-point shooting, they've got what appears to be a winning formula there. And I think that they've got they've really done a really good job on their their defense is way better than it used to be. The adjusted average has been going down too as the year has gone on. And so I, I, cer- the, I certainly that's hope the, that's not a, a commentary on the fact that Jordan Bohannon hasn't been playing <laughs> because he really helps you in the offensive side, but he's not the world's greatest. Defender. I think it's more a commentary on on guys learning and getting their role and and getting better and better yeah i do hey look i don't want to i don't want to blow by this season in any stretch of the imagination however if luca comes back Wieskamp comes back jordan comes back tucson's got a year under him jack nungy comes back connor patrick and all of these things all and frederick frederick if you had a healthy basketball team next year you get all that and you add it looks like Tony Perkins out there in Indiana. He might be Mister Basketball. Well, and he was a last minute. Right, they had another couple of guys they'd offered. They they, they got and they went for him. And he, by the way, is the is the real thing. Uh, and yeah, he might be Indiana's mask. He's going to be in the conversation for Mister Basketball out there. Good pickup for them, which is good because the, the Murray twins may not be ready right away when they when they're coming. They're they're they've got some skills, but they're going to have to put on some meat. And some, you know, we'll see how that goes. I'm so. with you on that. Time for our Foundry Distillery last call of the evening. Uh, come on down to the Foundry. I think they're normally open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. for uh, regular things. Uh, appreciate them having us here you tonight. You can have an event here, by the way. It's a nice place you can host it. It's event a here. wonderful f- facility and building. What is your Foundry Distillery last call for tonight and for Friday? Um, God, I just can't see the Hawks losing to Northwestern. I just can't. I couldn't see it last week either, though. Greenway was on sides. But... So well, that was true. Um, so I'm gonna I, I'm taking the traditional road on this. I think uh, I think they get it done tonight on the road. I, I think they and I I'll give them the points even. I think they get it done double digits tonight on the road, and I think uh, a close loss at home to Michigan uh, this this uh, this weekend may be the last home loss of the year. I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to say the Hawks win a really tight game tonight, like. 73-68, right at the number, okay? But I think on Friday night, I think they I think they thump Michigan and, and do what Again, they did. Again, same thing, huh? Do what Back-to-back they, weeks. Do what they did, except they're going to win tonight instead of lose. Back-to-back jacks on back Friday to night. Back, and if they do hit back-to-back jacks, we'll have a winner in the fifth, third bank, third <laughs> inning, provided to you by fifth, third bank in the Chicago Cubs. 
Well, thank the Foundry for uh, hosting us today. Do uh, come on down here and check out their great products. We appreciate Scott Bush and uh, the whole group down here for helping and us Bruce out. And Bruce at Gmix for bringing, Bruce some at G-Mix bringing us some, some grub goodies. and an east side cooler. Check us next week here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, The Champ.